and welcome to the Science of Confidence podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things confidence to give you the edge. Hear the latest science on confidence and how you can apply it. Hear life insights from today's best minds on the subject and interviews with highly confident individuals to uncover secrets to exceptional confidence. In this podcast, I build on the learnings from the prior episode where we defined what confidence is. I share a framework for how to strengthen your beliefs in order to strengthen your confidence in a way that is strategic and long-lasting. In learning about the key elements of the framework, you may discover areas in your own life that you want to focus on to further improve your confidence. Let's dive in. In our last episode, we summarized a large number of confidence quotes and definitions to define confidence. We defined it as your belief, trust, certainty or feelings about the performance or behavior of someone, something or yourself. And we concluded that the stronger the belief and the more precise your understanding of what it is that you apply that belief to, the stronger your confidence. Now, strengthening beliefs is complex. But in this episode, I will seek to reduce the complexity. And that is where the value of a framework comes in. A framework can help us simplify and more easily understand the elements of strengthening beliefs and how each element relates to or affects the others. The framework consists of three key elements. The first is thoughts. The second is actions. And the third is feedback. Well, that seems pretty straightforward. What is complex about that, perhaps you are wondering. And with only this information, I'd be inclined to agree. But before we dive deeper, let's understand how we can gain clarity on the precise source of our lack of confidence for a given scenario. Let's turn back to our definition of confidence. We state that the strength of our confidence is determined by the strength of our beliefs about the performance or behaviour of someone, something, or yourself. Let's cover off how to improve clarity on whether your confidence, or lack thereof, is related to someone, something, or yourself. There are four questions to ask. Firstly, is it about someone in a scenario? Who is it? Why is it that person? If not, is it about something in a scenario? What is it? Why is it that thing? If not, is it about some aspect of yourself in a scenario? What is it? And why is it that aspect? And the fourth question to ask is, are you sure of your answer? Let's apply these four questions to a practical scenario. Let's say that you are in an online interview for a job and feeling unconfident. Why? Is it that the interviewer is triggering a lack of confidence? Are they an industry expert and asking tough questions? Or are they behaving in an unprofessional manner and you are not sure how to respond? Or is it something in the scenario? Is it your computer or internet connection? that is leading to some questions not coming through clearly for you. 
Or is it some aspect about yourself? Are you failing to come up with good answers to easy questions? And of course, the fourth question to ask is, are you sure of your answer? The reason to challenge yourself on the responses is to confirm which response is strongest and most likely for your given scenario. You may initially think that is related to the interviewer asking tough questions, but on reflection, maybe it is that you are really struggling to hear the questions clearly and not sure how to address this because of the importance of the interview. The specific actions to improve your confidence, if the lack of it is tied to something in your scenario, will be quite different to the actions to take if it is tied to someone in your scenario. Let's go back to our definition of confidence. Again, we state that the strength of our confidence is determined by the strength of our beliefs about the performance or behavior of someone, something, or yourself. Let's cover off how to improve clarity on whether your confidence, or lack thereof, is related to the performance or behavior. There are three questions to ask yourself. Firstly, is the confidence matter primarily about powers or ability? Secondly, is the confidence matter primarily about acting in a right, proper, consistent, desired, or effective manner? And thirdly, are you sure of your answer? Let's apply these three questions to the same practical scenario of a lack of confidence with online job interviews. Let's say that your lack of confidence is related to your actions. Is it due to your ability? Is an interviewer asking very challenging and appropriate questions that you are not answering well? If not, is it due to your behavior? You know your content and can provide adequate responses, but are not on the sure on the best way to behave or respond to feedback in the interview and are not sure if you're behaving in a desired manner. Again, the final question is to ask yourself if you are sure of your answer. As mentioned, this will help reconfirm which question and response is strongest and more likely for your given scenario. Identifying whether it is ability or behavior can be challenging, but will be very beneficial in helping to address a lack of confidence. Now that we understand how to clarify where our lack of confidence rests, let's return to our confidence framework. As mentioned, the framework consists of three elements, our thoughts, our actions, and feedback. What is important to understand is how these three elements are formed or structured, what they consist of, and how they interact with each other. We will go into detail in each of these elements and sub-elements in subsequent episodes and look to the latest science in these areas, but for today's episode, we will stay relatively high level. Starting with what each element consists of, let's break down thoughts. There are five sub-elements that form and influence our thoughts. Firstly, knowledge about ability. This sub-element refers to the knowledge you have about a specific subject or ability. 
and the knowledge of your own performance in relation to the subject or ability. The second is mental fitness and refers to being intentional about what you put into your mind. It also refers to your ability to manage your mind and thoughts such as minimizing negative self-talk. It refers to your ability to optimize your mind, such as your mental stamina, determination, and visualization abilities. And it also refers to your ability to maximize your mental upside, such as being willing to change your mindset or mood. The third sub-element is emotional well-being and refers to your capacity for self-care. Also, your romantic or love interests, your family and or friends, and your involvement in community. The fourth is your physical well-being and refers to being intentional about your physical or physiological inputs and your management of your physical body and how that affects your thoughts. The fifth and final sub-element, and by no means the least, is your values and framing. This refers to the values and beliefs you hold consciously and subconsciously, and to your ability to frame various situations, behavior, and outcomes or consequences in ways that strengthen your confidence in an enduring way. There is a lot to cover on our thoughts. The next element in our confidence framework is our actions. There are three sub-elements for our actions that we need to consider as we strengthen our confidence. The first is our past actions and primarily our experience. But past actions also refers to our successes or accomplishments. And we consider any groundbreaking experiences that may also impact on our confidence. The second sub-element is our current actions and refers to a range of factors including our physical presence in any given life scenario. A lot of confidence blogs and articles tend to focus on these, such as having good body posture when you enter a room or dressing to impress. And we will cover these too in a future episode. Current actions also refers to our ability and dedication to practice a skill to short-term planning and preparation, and to our decision-making. It also refers to our reputational factors, to taking action, to failure. It refers to verbal and visual outputs and to rituals. Think of sports stars and the actions or rituals that they often make before an important shot to give them that confidence edge. The third sub-element for action relates to our future actions. This primarily refers to our targets and goals for the near and long term, and how these affect our confidence. Our actions, past, present, and planned future ones, contribute in a big way to our confidence, or lack thereof. The third major element is feedback. This is not always addressed or called out explicitly by some articles on confidence, but it is certainly a key element that we need to strengthen our confidence in an optimal way. There are two sub-elements for feedback. The first is internal feedback, 
This refers to the feelings or any other physiological feedback that we experience as a direct result of our thoughts or actions. The second is external feedback, and there are a range of factors to it. These include absolute feedback, such as, did you land the jump? Or did you perfect a new recipe that you think tastes great? Direct feedback received from others. Indirect feedback, that is, comparisons on your actions as compared to others. Environmental feedback, direct feedback that is not expected or wanted. And last but not least, the timeliness and availability of feedback. I also want to briefly touch on the interaction or relationship between our thoughts, actions, and feedback. Our thoughts influence and direct our actions. And our actions also influence and direct our thoughts. That is, it is not sufficient to have thoughts of confidence alone. We must act to really strengthen our confidence. As an example, Show me a person who thinks they are a great speaker, but does not act it out. And then show me a speaker who has just spoken to a crowd of 10,000 people with great applause and tell me who you expect will have more or stronger confidence in speaking. Feedback links in both with our thoughts and actions. We can receive feedback from thoughts with no action taken and we obviously receive feedback after action is taken. The summary for today's podcast is that using our definition of confidence and then asking questions of the scenario that we are in, we can gain clarity on the source of our lack of confidence. We can then use the confidence framework to take steps to address our lack of confidence in a highly effective strategic and long-lasting way. We've started to unpack the confidence framework that comprises of our thoughts, actions, and feedback, and have discovered that there are many sub-elements and connections to consider and address for us to really strengthen our confidence. In the next episode, I will start to dive into the four types of confidence that we can experience and have. I will share how you can quickly assess your own confidence type for a given scenario and also share how you can level up your confidence. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. Do subscribe to my podcast channel if you haven't already, The Science of Confidence, and I look forward to sharing a whole heap more insights on confidence with you on the next episode to give you the edge.